Welcome to the Level Up Podcast, brought to you by Century 21, the Harrelson Group, featuring masterminds with real estate leaders, coaches, and influencers, plus eye-opening strategy sessions with up-and-coming agents. You'll learn exactly how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And now, let's get to the latest episode of Level Up. Hey, it's Greg Harrelson here coming at you, um, you know, from the Level Up podcast, and I've got a uh, great guest I want to share. You know, I get excited when I, I, I have guests that I admire, that I look up to, that I follow and whatnot, and this guest today, his name is Mike Puma. He's coming from Century 21 Bagans out of Tampa, um, and I met uh, Mike a while back when he was doing a lot of video, uh, videography, blogging, podcasting branding, marketing, and I'm sure his list goes on and on for Century 21 Vegans in Tampa. And I just love the type of work he was doing. So that kind of was the first little uh, introduction that I had to uh, today's guest. And then from there, we've continued conversations. And I realized that uh, what I saw him doing and what his talents are, are way beyond. In other words, he's a very intelligent guy. He's got some great uh, marketing background. Um, coaching background for the real estate uh, industry. So I'm excited to introduce to you Mike Puma from Tampa. Hey, Mike, how are you? Good. How are you doing, Greg? Great um, to be here, man. Really excited that we're able to make this happen. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, uh, you know, like some of the podcasts that I have, not all of them, but some of them, it's, you know, I feel like I hit the record button and that now I'm going to forget that rec- recording and just have a conversation that you and I would probably yeah. have if we we're having a beer or something else, you know, Absolutely. Uh, and, and whatnot. So, I said you're from Tampa, okay? Um, but I, I feel like you guys have a much bigger reach than just Tampa, and maybe that's me not understanding uh, that area. But tell us a little bit more about where you are, the company you work with, just to give people a little background. Yeah, so we are uh, C21 Vegans. We cover essentially the entire Tampa Bay DMA. We've got eight offices, nearly 400 agents, and we span all the way from you know, Wesley Chapel, which is just kind of north of campus, and uh, it's been all the way out to our beaches, cover our entire coastline, and then we go all the way south down to Sarasota. So we kind of cover a, a very wide base, um, you know, probably two, two and a half hours in total width across, um, and then obviously we do a lot of referral business across the state, but our primary area is Tampa Bay kind of market. Well, good. Well, and I know you have a lot of traction there. Now, did you, um, uh, it's just a side note, did you graduate from University of Tampa? Is that where you went to school? Did, yeah. Okay. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And I only bring that up because as you know, that's where my uh, daughter plays tennis and is going to college as a freshman. And so um, I'm traveling to Tampa more often, you know, to, to watch tennis. And I've, uh, I tell you, I really love that area. And who knows, if my daughter stays down there, my wife and I might end up buying a place down there. So uh, you, you never know. It's, 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 it's a great area. It's a great area. So one of the conversations you and I wanted to have was uh, revolves around something that we feel is lacking in the industry right now. You're probably experiencing it within your, your company. I'm experiencing it within my company. And both of us are, are, are very involved in coaching our agents, right? So we would think that that this, the, this challenge would be more of an industry challenge. And in a side of our companies, maybe we would be isolated from that and, and, and we would run our companies perfectly and the agents would do everything perfectly. But we know that it's not that way. And that area is an execution of ideas and consistency, also better said, 
the lack of consistency. So what's on your mind when we talk about the execution or execution and consistency? Why don't you just kick it off and let's have that dialogue? Yeah, I mean, you know, listen, we've got, you know, 400 agents. We're, we're constantly, we train like you, we train every single day. We coach one-on-one, we coach in group settings. We're, we're consistently pushing the same message to our agents. And, you know, it's, so it's frustrating, but it is an industry-wide problem when we see that there's just this lack of execution from the time we teach it. And you can see that they get it. They know that they should be doing it, and then they don't, right? Wow. And so... You know, obviously that's a that's a that's a pain point for us. Um, you know, when I look at it, and I when I'm working with our agents, especially on the marketing side of things, I just try and push to them that this is this is anything in life, right? If you want to lose weight, you're not going to do that by going to the gym once a month, right? Mm-hmm. So if you want to consistently brand yourself in a social environment, it's not going to work by posting once a month. Right. So anything you want, if you want consistent results, I don't care what it is, mm-hmm. you need to take consistent action towards that result. And so that's constantly an issue that we're battling with. And I think after talking with you, it's something that you're battling with. And I think yeah. it's uh, it's very likely an issue across the entire industry. Yeah. You know, so I'm going to, it just, it's ironic that earlier today I was doing a coaching call and, and um, for my company. And I, I, I ended up touching on this very subject briefly, and it, it might have it might have been you know a, a little different twist. But here's one of the things that I want to I want to throw out to the audience is because this is I will say this is my belief, um, but I don't I can't state it as a fact or as a truth because it's my belief, and that is I believe people subconsciously sabotage themselves. And the way they do it is by being inconsistent because inconsistent, inconsistency leads to struggle. Now, let that sit for a minute because it doesn't make any sense that anyone would want to struggle. Now, I think there's another side of it. I think in real estate, there are, there, there are real estate agents, a lot of real estate agents that feel guilty. They feel guilty that they can make a $7,000, $8,000 commission check and they didn't have to do a lot of work to do it. Now, not all the time. I'm not saying that every deal is easy, but sometimes there's agents that are making really good money. And if you compare what it takes to make ten thousand in a seven or seven thousand dollar commission in real estate versus making seven thousand dollars in a nine to five job, then real estate agents have it, you know, a little bit easier than that person hammering those nails on top of that roof. So I, I feel like sometimes agents subconsciously feel a little bit of guilt. So then what they do is they make things more difficult. So they feel like they're actually having to do so much more to earn the commission. If they were really consistent, the business would be extre- much more easier. And then they'd have to really deal with the issue of like, well, that was easy. And then they just made this big check and feeling guilty about it. Now, most people are gonna say this is absurd, so I have to say to you, I believe this is all going on subconsciously, that we don't know that these are some of the reasons why we, diffi- we, we, we make things difficult, because we're trying to justify a commission. Have you ever thought about that? Or, you know, and yeah, tell me I'm I, crazy if you want to. <laughs> no, I, I agree 100%. I mean, we, we talk about it all the time, that it is, I think it is subconscious. I don't think anyone is sitting there going, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna screw myself today. I don't think that's what's happening, but I do think that 
you know, you can see it in the excuses, right? And I always hear those things, oh, I don't have time to do that. What? Like, especially from new agents, what are you spending your time doing? Like, you're not doing transactions, right? So what are you doing? And let's audit that and then back off of that. So you can hear it in the excuses. You can hear it in um, the reasons for just why they weren't able to do this or why they didn't do that. And, you know, Jeff has a saying that people are comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you become very comfortable in the way that things are today. And even if that's not the environment or the lifestyle that you want to live, your body, your mind has become very used to that type of lifestyle. And you know what it is to maintain that lifestyle. And anything that's contrary to that is scary. And people don't like fear, right? And so that fear starts to play with you mentally. And it causes you to not take action. It causes you to, you know, do things a lot of times that do end up impeding, not only not helping, but actually take you in the opposite. So I think it's a combination of that. The other thing that I've personally noticed, and, and you can kind of start to dig it out of people, is the, the reason that they want to be successful isn't big enough or powerful enough. Mm. And so we spend a lot of time with our agents on what is your why? Why are you doing this? And what, and what I end up finding, and if you dig hard enough, you start to realize that they don't actually want that. They mm. think that someone else wants them to want that. So they say that's what they want, but it's not really what they want. And, you know, I, I look at this and you can see it in a lot of different ways. You know, going back to, to the gym reference, if you don't really want to lose weight, you're not going to go to the gym, right? If you just think that your spouse wants you to lose weight, so you're going to go, you're going to try it. You might go once, you might go twice, and then you're going to stop because it's not powerful enough. But if there's something that you really, really want, you're going to go do it, right? If I really want to go do something, I'm going to go do it. That's a difficult conversation to have. It's a, it's a self-awareness conversation of being 100% honest with yourself. And if that's contrary to what someone else in your life thinks that you should want or what you should be doing, it's an even harder conversation to have. But I think that combined with what, what you were saying is, is 100% the issue. Yeah, that's I, I, that, that's a great addition to the conversation. And um, I was just reflecting on a uh, a a post I put on Real Estate Sales Solutions Facebook page was I, I actually got way fewer questions than I thought I would get. Now, now, now it's on, on the podcast, I'm probably going to get bombarded. But I just said, pretty much ask me any question. Yeah. And um, one of the people, one of the, 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 the uh, group members asked the question, and that is, you know, what is it about those agents that are doing really good? Like, what is it about them? And I just... My answers were deliberately very simple. And I said, they're hungry. And, and then they followed up and asked another question. Well, like, how do you get that? And I don't know exactly how you get it, but I, I, I followed up with when what they have is, is no longer acceptable is when they'll go after something different. Is when it's no longer acceptable, like my current situation is no longer acceptable to me. Like if you think of somebody that's hungry, they're hungry. So being hungry is no longer acceptable. So they have to go figure out how to go get food. Yep. Right? Their back's up against the wall. You know, and, 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 and that's just another thought about, a thought about this is like, 
you know, we talk about the why is like when, when you really get clarity on that why and what you currently have, you identify that what you currently have is, is, is not what you're really wanting and what you have right now is no longer acceptable, then you start to gravitate. The challenge is, is that we have low standards for ourselves and we're actually accepting those standards as it's okay. It's easier. It's much harder to convince yourself that you deserve or should go after something that in your head you technically don't need. Maybe like, it's safer too. When, but yeah, but when someone says, you know, oh, I want to go make a million dollars, but then in the back of their mind, they're going, well, I don't really need a million dollars, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, if that goes on, you're never going to get it. So like that statement then, I would argue, is not really what you want. You don't want a million dollars. Right? What do you want? And the other thing I see a lot, and we work with our agents on this when they're setting their wives with us and going through that plan, um, is don't pick a stressor, right? So we have, we had an agent the other day I was talking to, and, and I said, Why are you doing this? What's the reason? She said, Well, I want to put my kids through college. And on the surface, that seems like a great why. But if you actually think about it, it was stressing her out because the thought of, for putting her kids through college. She doesn't have the money to put them through college now and how she can get the money and oh my God. And it starts to become this negative response in her head because it's a negative thing. It's a stressor, right? We want to find a why that's motivated. We want to find a why that's going to actually put us to go do something. And so for her, it is, hey, what if your why was you had a vacation property in a destination that you really wanted knowing that you're practical enough that you would never buy that vacation place unless college was taken care of for the kids. But now instead of it being a stressor, you've got a positive thing that you're shooting for, knowing that the the other stuff is also would be taken care of. And it's just little little changes like that that we're constantly trying to tweak because these mental games are what's being played by every agent. And, he, and even the top mm-hmm. agents go through this. Right? It's why agents struggle to go from 25 transactions to 30, to 40, to 50, and, and up. Right, It's not just a new agent issue. So you know, those are some things that we, we're constantly working on with our agents. Sure. Yeah, so let me ask you this. Like, uh, how, how do you approach this? Um, if, if I was to say to you, or somebody was to say to you in your, in your, within your group, hey, you know, look, I, 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 I want to make a million dollars or I want to make 500,000. We'll just pick 500,000. The numbers doesn't really mean anything. What are some of the questions that you would ask to kind of uncover or help me realize um, and get connected to a little bit more of a why that might be motivated and, 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 and push me in the direction to start executing? Yeah, I mean, the very first question that we would ask is what are you going to do with the money? Right? Okay, and yeah. And that's number one, because if they don't have a plan for it, right, that means there's not really a need for it, which means you're not going to do it. Um, if they say, you know, well, I have, you know, $10,000 a month in expenses, and I want to go produce income generating properties that are going to generate $10,000 a month, which means my bills are covered, which means that I need to do this, and I need to go buy this quad, and that means that I need 20% down. That's what we're trying to get them to. Right, we need to have a plan, a detailed plan of what are we actually trying to accomplish. What so you would you so you you would you would make the assumption, which I think is a great assumption, that I, I I'm telling you I want five hundred thousand, but so what's going through your mind as a coach and as a leader, 
you're thinking, okay, I, I hear you and I understand that that's one way for you to describe something like labeling it $500,000, yeah. but you're saying that there's something else that I really want. And you're going to try to Absolutely. now ask me that question. Right. There's a reason you want a million dollars, right? Or there's a yes. reason that your brain is saying that it needs a million dollars because it needs to cover these things or you're trying to get to this point. Or maybe it, you just like the idea that you'll be a millionaire, right? And that's okay too. But we need to understand like what is driving that and then try and paint the picture of here's what that means, right? And from a real estate perspective. And so what I often find is, you know, we'll have new agents come out of the gate a lot of times that'll yes. say, well, I want to be, I want to be your top agent. And I say, do you? Because you have two kids who coach every weekend, right? And do you enjoy those things? Because if you really want to be a top agent, let me, let me explain to you how many deals that means you're going to have to do, right? And let me explain to you what timeline that means. And let's, ex let's look at what type of business you're going to have to build to get to that level. And that likely means that especially starting from zero, you're going to be giving up a lot of Saturdays. You're going to be giving up a lot of Sundays. You're going to be making these sacrifices. And now it's time to prioritize. Is it worth that, right? Do you really want to be that top agent fat enough where you're saying, yes, I'll give up those. I won't coach my kids on the weekends. I won't do these things. And you start looking at the sacrifices. And that to me is where we can start to dig down a lot of times you don't think about the actual work involved in doing that or the things we're going to yeah. have to give up. And now if, at the end of the day, if you say, yeah, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to go do that because that ultimately is what I want. Then great. Now we pick the right thing. But if you say, no, I'm not really willing to do that. That's fine too. But then that means that we've got to, we've got to reframe what we're trying to accomplish, right? Because then we're way off base thinking, and that you're going to come in and do, you know, our top agent last year did 321 transactions. Mm -hmm. Like you're not going to, you're not going to go see her then, right? So like those, those, those are real conversations that need to be had at all levels. Of yeah, I, I, a, real, a light bulb just went off. I'm going to say this and I want to just make sure that this is, I'm, I'm hearing and uh, you're, you're, what, what you're, what you're communicating. So what I, what I just heard was, I'm going to tell you I want a million dollars, okay? And then what's, what's going to happen? Assuming that you're, we're not going through the dialogue, I'm going to set this goal of a million dollars, and then you're going to say, okay, here's what you have to do. And then I'm going to be like, okay. And then somewhere down the path of me executing on what it's going to take, I'm going to then figure out that, it, it, let's just say, a million dollars is going to take me 60 hours a week of work. And then 60 hours a week of work is going to mean I can no longer be at the kids' uh, basketball games. And then there's where inconsistency shows up. As then I'm going to be like, well, screw this. I can't do that today because I've got to at least see one of his games. And now all of a sudden I'm inconsistent, right? So it's like I set this goal. I, I start on this path and I don't realize that that goal and that path is going to take something that's actually more important away from me. So therefore, I actually become inconsistent. Whereas if I was in your operations, I would say, I want a million dollars. You would say, really? Well, what are you going to do with the money? And then I would eventually, you would eventually figure out that what's really important to me is spending a lot of time with my family, creating experiences. And then you would have to reframe the way we're going to achieve these goals to make sure that we build in um, 
plenty of time and experience time for the family. Is that kind of what you're saying? Absolutely. We always yeah. say that you know what we're shooting for is a big ass money, right? We want we want our agents to generate enough income for themselves that allows them to put a big ass smile on their face. Right? Mm. So I don't care what that is. If that's making a million dollars, great. If that is making enough money to be able to take their family on a awesome vacation once a year, that's great too. But what we want is we want to understand like what is that? And then let's help you create a framework and a plan that's going to get you that. Because the reality is, is that if that means that you need to five deals here to generate the income that's going to give that, there is zero reason that you are trying to lie to yourself and tell yourself you need to do 10 or 15 deals. There's zero reason that I'm spending any of my time trying to motivate you to do 20 deals, right? Until that need and your desire that's going to make you happy is going to get at that level, there's zero reason we're setting that as a target or a goal or any other reason because all it's going to do is create feeling of failure, even though you didn't actually need it or want it, more important. And so that's the biggest thing. We're always trying to align their actual needs and wants versus their ambition and their execution. And so once, once those things align, you're in a really good spot. When those things don't align, it never works out. And the hardest part you have is there's so much people that just lie to them. Um, they, they say one thing, but they really don't mean it. And so the better job we do of digging through that, the better off that agent ends up doing, you know, sometimes we do that better than others. Dude, I, I tell you, I am, I, I am so excited. And I, I know this is going to impact me um, moving forward in my thoughts. I just love how you're like, you're going for the big ass smile. Is that what you said? Yep. That's what we, that's how we phrase it. That is so freaking cool, man. Going for the big smile. So, you know, I, you haven't been on podcasts with me in the past. So I, I'm looking down because I always take a lot of notes during my yeah, podcast. Um, but I wrote down here, a big smile will get you the 100 deals. Going for the 100 deals usually gets you less than 100 deals and a frown. Yeah. Like if you do, like, like let's focus on, I, I say, and I got this from, um, it wasn't Matthew Ferry, but it was a friend of Matthew Ferry's speaker. I can't remember this lady's name. She was on stage and she kept saying, you know, what will make your heart sing? So I use that. What's going to make your heart sing, right? You're using big smile. And if we can just, if agents can just figure out what will make their heart sing and go after that. In the context of building their business, right? Go after that. They will probably achieve way more than what they would if they actually were going after the goal. If you go after what will make your heart sing in the context of your business, then you'll probably achieve more or you'll achieve the same with much more ease than if you just focus on the goal. And then because you focus on the goal and not having that big smile, at some point you get tired of frowning. And then you go get yeah. your smile somewhere else. Absolutely. Yeah, That's it's cool. It, it's the key. And it's, it's also just making sure that you understand and you're being honest with yourself about what's going to put that big ass smile on your face. You know, there are some people, me and Jeff have this conversation a lot. There's always a big conversation about work-life balance, right? Well, there are some people that love to work. And by not working, right, and spending more time with maybe a spouse that they're not particularly fond of is actually the opposite of what they really want. 
they really want to work more, right? And we as society have such a negative connotation on that. And what Jeff and, and Craig and I try and do is make the agent realize we there's no judgment, right? We don't care. If that means if you say, listen, I love this business and I want to work on it 24-7, great. Then let's set goals to go do that. But what I see so often is you have agents that are really happy making 40, 50, 60 grand a year because they're able to do it in a lifestyle that allows them to be flexible and be with their kids and be with their family. Yet the brokers and the other agents around them are all saying, oh no, if you're not doing a deal a month, you're failing. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. that, that is what causes people to end up really failing in the industry because who are we to say that they should want to do 12 deals? Like we have this conversation all the time because Craig's dream is our agents are doing one deal a month. Mm-hmm. And I keep saying, yeah, but that may not be there. Right. So at the same time, I get it. And I think, you know, a deal a month is more than feasible for most people. There's not a reason or that deal a month isn't going to make, put a big ass smile on their face. It's never going to work. Yeah. And so we can't lie to ourselves either. I, I love the lifestyle that I get to live because I do coach both of my kids and I don't have to travel all that much and I'm home. And, and for me, that motivates me. Now, I'm fortunate enough that on the, on, you know, the day-to-day, I get to do stuff like this, which is the, the stuff I love to do. I would do this stuff for free, yeah. right? So I make enough money and a good income doing the things that I love to do. But it's also, if you came to me and said, hey, you could give up these weekends and I'll give you a, an extra million dollars a year. It's never going to work for me. I don't want it. Right. I'm going to tell you, go screw yourself. That's awesome. But it's not for me. But there's a lot of people that would say, Oh, well, I, yeah, I, I heard I should be a millionaire. So yeah, maybe I should go down that path. And it just leads them down this, this path of unhappiness. It puts that frown that you were mentioning on their face. And, and ultimately it's just really sad because they would have been very happy and very content at where they were. Yeah, you know, um, so I'm a big Laker fan. I've been a Laker fan and Oakland Athletics fan um, and a Raiders fan all my life. I was originally from California, so I've always never never deviated from there. And, you know, by the time this podcast, uh, you know, comes out, people will have probably the dust will have settled and maybe some people will have, um, it won't be at the top of their mind of what just happened with Kobe Bryant, right? But the only reason, I'm a big Kobe fan, so yeah. it was very touching, very sad, very shocking to me, um, you know, with what happened with Kobe Bryant. But the only reason I'm bringing it up right now is, you know what, I think it's just a good reference, like thinking about Kobe and everything that people are saying about him and how he um, was such a good father and spent so much time with his kids. See, that put a big smile on his face. You know, that made his heart sing. And it's when, and I think we sometimes, we need to just, as an industry and as agents, let's slow down and hit the pause button for a minute. And and let's listen to what Mike is saying here. And let's figure out like, hey, let's figure out real quick. And I'm not talking about going the why of the why of the why after why, where we have to go to canceling to figure out why will we put on this earth. We don't have to go that deep. But you know, every one of us should know something that puts a smile on our face. And I think when, when agents will actually make sure that whatever that activity is that puts a smile on their face, for you, it's coaching your kids in, in sports, make sure that that's in your schedule. 
And then we will figure out how to make money around it. And I feel like those are the people who experience more abundance than others as they figure out what's going to put a big smile on my face. They schedule that. Then they look at the rest of the time that they have to build their business and they build their business and they get both. They get the best of both worlds. Most people go about it. They schedule their business and they never have any time for those activities that put a smile on their face. And as you said, some people like to work all the time. That puts a smile on their face. That's okay. That's not me. I'm the person a little bit more similar to you. I, am, I like to be involved at every one of my kids' activities, not just the games, the practices. I'm sitting on yeah. the sidelines at practice and the only parent there. And it's like, I'm just loving it. You know, it's making my heart sing. So Absolutely. I just wanted to say that, you know, as, a, as in one honoring what I believe about Kobe and also just showing how we just need to slow down and focus on these things. And I think that's how our business speeds up. Any thoughts on that? Absolutely. Yeah, I, it's 100% the case. It really yeah. is. And, you know, everything that happened over on Sunday was, was extremely tragic. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, at, through, through that tragedy comes a reminder to everyone that, you know, you got to live the life you want. And you got to live, you know, if, if we were in that helicopter crash today, you know, what regrets you have? The regret is scary, right? And yeah. so, you know, over the last few years, you know, and I'm, I'm turning 34 this year, um, so I'm still fairly young. But, you know, I think it was about 10 years ago for me when I realized that, you know, I was chasing dollars, right? I was, I was in a job that I was making very, very good money, but I was traveling three to four weeks a month. And I had two little kids at home that I wasn't seeing as much as I wanted. I had a wife that I wasn't seeing as much as I wanted. And, uh, and so it finally hit me that, you know what, I'm, I'm making great money, but they're not as happy and I'm not as happy. And something's got to shift. Right. Yeah. And so I decided to walk away from that and, uh, and gave it up in basically blind faith that I was going to, uh, to replace that income or at least adjust my lifestyle. And this is something I think is really important for, for agents are watching and really anyone else is a lot of times it's not, if I took a hard look at where we were spending money and what's important, right? And what do we actually need? Because for me, I got to a point where I would actually rather make far less money and adjust and simplify my lifestyle to be able to do the things that I want to do. Now, we're, we're fortunate enough to be in an industry where you can create both, right? You can create a lot of wealth in real estate while also having flexibility in time. That's not the case in every industry. So we're extremely fortunate to have that. But there's a lot of agents in the beginning that are not willing to make the sacrifices needed and they're buying stuff that they don't either can't afford or don't need. That's causing them to do activities and do things that are making them not happy. Right. And so we get into this vicious cycle. And so I think, you know, back to your point, it's super important to realize, take a step back. What actually, if you could live your dream day, what does that look like? Mm -hmm. Right. And if that means that you're waking up in a 12,000 square foot mansion with a private plane and all, if that's really your dream, great. And you've got to, you've got a lot of work to put in because you got to make the income that's going to make that dream come true. But if that dream is, I want to wake up, I want to go do activities that I like to do. And then I want to be able to stop at four o'clock or four thirty or five or whenever that is. And I want to be able to go be on a baseball field 
first three hours with my kids. And that's great too. You've got to figure out what that is. And once you do that, the whole world yeah. changes because all your, yeah. all your activity will go towards it. A lot of people ask me, you know, all the time, well, Greg, why, why do you have that morning routine? You know, wake up at 4.30 in the morning, the gym at 5 o'clock and in the office, you know, before 8 and then you're a prospect or generator or whatnot for three hours. You, you got to understand, I, I was doing exactly what you just described, Mike, which is I wanted, I had a certain vision for the life that I wanted. And I had to figure out how am I going to actually be successful financially, business-wise, and still get that life. So what I did is I, I pushed everything to early in the day. And then I studied the craft of real estate, the conversation, understanding, being a, a lifetime learner. And then I felt like I could do within from eight to 11, I could generate more business than somebody could generate in two solid days. So if I stayed focused on get up early, get that exercise, get into the office, just like tunnel vision, just total focus for three hours. And then at, at what, what it did is it gave me the flexibility that at three o'clock, working after three o'clock was a choice. It wasn't something I had to do. And the reason I always said three o'clock is because that's when my kids got out of school. Yeah, I'm a hundred percent with you. I'm up oh. every day by typically five thirty, and yep. I'm usually working by five forty-five or six right? every morning. Yeah, and for me, that that was a choice um, because I knew that I wanted my days to end a little earlier so that I had the flexibility in the evening. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm fortunate enough to have a spouse that can handle a lot of the morning routine and getting the kids off to school and doing that stuff, and so she's she's a rock star and she makes that happen. But that is, again, that is a conversation of what I want. And yeah. so, you know, it goes back to the ambition coming out of your mouth has to match the actions and sacrifices you're willing to make. And for a lot of people, those don't align. And yeah, and that is the yeah. biggest issue most people have. And I, you know, you, you can't say, oh, I want to be done by three, but also not be willing to wake up at 5.30. That, that's right. right. So, yeah, I, I have people that will sit there and say, oh, man, Greg, you got the life, man. You don't hardly work past three most days. You don't work on the weekends. I'm like, well, wait, <laughs> you don't, you see that part of it, but you don't see what I did or do in the early morning in order to get that. It's like, I, I don't know that me being off at three o'clock hanging out with the kids, that does not mean that I worked less than somebody else. It just means right. that I was very intentional, intentional at how I, 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 I actually put my schedule together. Yeah, absolutely you know? it is. But yeah. I, see, I love it though, because for me, I love when people think that. I love <laughs> when people say stuff like that because I have learned, and I think it's the, one of the biggest reasons people don't uh, create enough content on social and don't put themselves out there, don't start a podcast, don't do videos of themselves, because we are so afraid of what other people think. Mm. And I just, I live off this premise that their opinion of me, good or bad, has zero impact on my success or failure, right? So how in the world could I ever let anything they think or say affect me? It doesn't matter. It's completely irrelevant. And yeah. so when you can get to a place where someone else's opinion doesn't matter, 
you're in a whole new area because I don't care if they think I don't work because mm-hmm. I know I do, right? I don't care if they think that I'm living the life because I know I'm living the life that I want to live. Yeah. And so it, it gets you to a really interesting spot. It gets you to a point where you're willing to put your truth out on, on social media. And for a real estate agent, what you end up seeing, and this is any business, but as, as a business owner, when you're willing to put yourself out there and put your thoughts, you know, it becomes this very attractive help. And it's the whole recruiting strategy we've done. It's why we started creating the content you know, years ago. And, and it's, I'm sure it's why you like to do what you're doing. You're putting your truth out here. And there's people that are going to watch your stuff and say, oh, very good idiot. I don't agree with that. Blah, blah. And that's Absolutely. fine. Right? Yeah. See ya. Bye. Great. Keep, keep scrolling. But there's a bunch of other people that are going to say, man, yeah, he's right. And you're going to have an impact. And those are the people that are going to become your tribe. But now you're attracting people like yourself. And people like people who are like themselves. And it becomes the bond. And that's in, and we're in the people in communications business. There is no question about it. This isn't the real estate business. This is people in communication business. Yeah. You have to communicate with people. And the problem is you have so many agents that I see in social media where they stay inside this gray little box. And they're so afraid. They're trying to stay in neutral because, oh, well, what if I don't, I don't want to tell people I like to hunt because there's people out there that won't follow me because they think killing animals is, is terrible. You're right, but you do, right? It's your truth. You like to hunt. So you sitting there pretending like you don't mm. isn't making you happy. And it's, it's only going to eventually expose itself. And now you're attracting people who aren't going to like you anyway. There's this big fear of, of this disconnect of not wanting someone to like it. Well, I hate to break it to you. The 50% of people who meet you don't like it. Okay? Like it's, it's right. the world. So, um, you know, I think that is a, from a tactical perspective, there are, there's a lot of little things that, that people can be doing to just get themselves in a consistent routine, especially from a social media marketing perspective, which is where my world is. Um, and I and I just see them hold themselves back from those things often because they're just so afraid of, of the comments or someone's going to say their hair is stupid or you know anything like that. Yeah, um, hold them back entirely. So before we before we end, um, we we started with execution and consistency. You've got a tremendous amount of uh, background or a great you know uh, uh, history of social media marketing video content. I mean, I, I mean, I, I just, I enjoy the stuff that you put out. I really do. I, I take note of it. I actually study your stuff more than, um, I'm, I'm a listener. Um, but I, I'm, I'm probably more of a studier than I am anything else. Cause I, I, I like what you, what you do. Um, in the area of, of, of consistency and execution, what would be one or two things that in the marketing area could be social media, how, whatever, wherever you want to go with this, that you feel like, Hey, this is simple. Agents are missing, are missing it. It's simple. You could, anybody can do this if you would just execute and be consistent. What are a few things, a few tips, a, thing, a few strategies that you, would, that you would really share with, with, with an agent? Say, just do this and be consistent at yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I, we created a, like a little simplistic digital marketing plan that I rolled out to our agents uh, a couple weeks ago at our next level university that we did. And, uh-huh. and here's what I realized after you know, coaching with thousands of agents on the marketing side, I just realized that, you know, 
there are things that you should be doing, right? That everyone should be doing. You should be producing video. You should be producing content every day. You should be out creating. You should be telling your story. You should be doing those things. But I realized that for whatever reason, as we've discussed in this podcast, there, there's a million reasons to not do any of those things. So what I decided to do is break it all down to a very simple premise of stop looking at social media as marketing, right? Mm. It is. It can be used for marketing, but social media is social. That's all it is. It's conversations at scale. And so what I have convinced some of our agents to start doing, and it's been extremely effective, is understanding, especially if you're newer in this business, but even if you're very experienced, your sphere of influence on these platforms is very, very important. And it's important for a variety of reasons. These are already people for the most part, to know you, trust you, like you in some form or fashion, or they wouldn't be connected to you on the platform, right? You know some better than others, but they're connected to you, so there's already some form of trust there, which is awesome, and that should be leveraged. And then additionally, if you're strategic about it, now we're getting our past clients in here, and now we're starting to stay top of mind. And so if we understand the way the platforms work, the platforms have one goal, and that is your attention. All they want is for you to be on the platform. And so if you've ever noticed, if you like or click or engage on someone's post, guess whose content you start seeing in your newsfeed on a regular basis? That person, right? It's the way it works. So what I tell our agents to do is I want you to open your phone in the morning, and I don't care if it's Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, it doesn't matter. Ideally, you're going to do it on all three, but I want you to go comment. Go literally comment on five different posts on each of those platforms. It'll take you 10 minutes in total. And I want you to be contextual to the, to the post. And I don't care what the post is. The post could be, I had a salad for dinner last night with a picture of it. And you're going to go comment and say, wow, that salad looks good. Where did you guys eat? Did you guys finally get a date night? That's awesome. Whatever it is, you're going to go comment, a real comment. Now, if you're strategic about this and don't go comment on your mom's stuff or your wife's stuff, you know, you got to be strategic about it. But if you're strategic and you go and do that, you have just started five conversations, right? That's really what you're doing. You're starting conversation. And here's how it works from a social perspective. Not only are you now staying top of mind to the individual that you just commented on, but guess what happens? Every single other person who has commented on that post now gets a notification that you just commented on. There's a new comment on a post that they commented on, and they get that notification. So now they come back to say, hey, what did they say? And now you're getting exposure subconsciously and subtly to all these other people. And it's human nature that in normal people, when you're not getting 100,000 likes on a post and 4,000 comments, you're probably getting 5, 10, 20. They're going to click on you to see who you are. And now they see that you're in real estate. And they may have zero real estate need at this moment. But when you're consistent about that and you're doing it every single day, guess who's going to be the first person they think of when they need that real estate, right? And so it's just this game of, of, of reframing social media to say, guys, it's social. All it is is conversation. So with the plan we built was open your phone in the morning, comment on five posts. Then I want you to go into Messenger and I want you to send five messages. That's five different people and say you're connected. Mm -hmm. Then I want you to go and create one piece of content, just one post. I don't care if it's a picture, video, could be text. I don't care. Post something 
and get some some piece of content out there. Then at lunch, you're going to go do that again. And then in the evening, you're going to go do that again. And if they're strategic about this, then they're going to essentially start 15 to 20 conversations a day. And we are in the people and communications business. And ultimately, that will lead to real estate happening at some point. You are all you're doing, and I'm not really asking you to do anything. There's no picture of yourself, there's no video of yourself. All the excuses that people would normally give me are yeah. gone. All I'm asking you to do is go on a platform that you are going to spend two hours of your day on anyway, and literally click the comment button and type, and you will be blown away at the results that will happen if they if they do it and they do it consistently. Consistently, and that's the biggest. Is they got to do it every day, right? Not, not once a month, not once a week, every day. I mean, the, the comment that you made, social is nothing more than conversations at scale. I, that, that's fantastic. Um, so good. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a simple strategy that everybody that's listening can execute. The only real requirement is going to be consistency which is a choice, like you, it's so easy to do it. And, and, and you also said you're already on social media instead yeah. of like scrolling and actually looking at everyone else's comments, how about you start yeah. making some comments so when people are scrolling, they're looking at your comments. Yep, and be strategic about it, right? Yeah. If, you, if you are not going to your past tense and friending them and getting them into your network on a social environment and then engaging in their stuff, our number one agent last year is how she did it. She gets all of her past clients in and then she goes in and she likes and she comments because she knows that if she does that, they're going to start showing those people stuff in her feed. Yes. So now she's keeping her past clients top of mind at all times. And by commenting, engaging, she's staying top of mind with them. And it's just this cycle, right? So there's strategy behind it. But at yes. the simplest level, it is literally just opening your phone, scrolling through, and commenting. That's it. That, that's awesome, man. Well, that's awesome. Well, I do sure. I sure do appreciate your time. And, and, and again, I was excited to, uh, to have the conversation with you and I'm excited to see you in, in California in a couple of weeks also. And I'm sure we'll hang yeah. out a little bit, uh, uh, there, maybe I'll get tickets to the Sunday Laker game and I'll see you guys there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, hey, if somebody wants to reach out to you, how do they find you? How do they look at some of the content you put it out there? Where can people go to learn more about you and maybe see samples of your content? Yeah, the easiest place is Beggins3.com, B-E-G-G-I-N-S, the number three, dot com. All of our content pulls in there from all of our different platforms. Um, and we've even categorized it on there. So if you want to learn specifically about Facebook marketing, Instagram marketing, how to work for sale by owners, you name it, it's all categorized on there. They literally click on that and all the content as it relates to that topic will be there. Um, so that's absolutely the best place. If you want to find me on Instagram, at Um And uh, yeah, happy to connect, answer any questions anyone has. And for those listening, you know, just execute on what Greg says. He's been doing this a long time. He's yeah. one of the best in the industry. I've met a lot of people um, outside of Jeff and Craig who are our brokers. I don't know if I've ever met anyone that's quite at their level. And, uh, and Greg definitely is. So yeah. listen to his stuff. And, uh, you know, it was an honor to be on the show today for sure. Yeah. Don't you have a podcast? Don't you have a podcast? We do. Yeah. So it was, uh, it's called keeping it real in real estate. Um, it's on every major podcast channel that you can think of. So whatever platform you like to listen on, um, whether it's iTunes or 
um, iHeartRadio, we're on it. So yeah. uh, keeping it real in real estate. And yeah, we, uh, we do good. Yeah, I recommend everybody, you know, go check out some episodes and, and uh, you'll, 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 all of their information has value. So they're not just talking for the sake of talking. They're actually dropping nuggets. So go out there and check it out. And of course, if you have any questions, uh, you know, for me, feel free as usual, just hit me up on Messenger. Um, it seems to be the most efficient way for me to communicate with you as the audience. And, um, you know, do us a favor. And, and if you feel compelled to give us a review, we sure would appreciate that. Uh, good reviews, bad reviews, all reviews are good reviews to me. Even if you give me a bad review, I'm, I'm cool with that. I'll probably, uh, you know, uh, learn something from, uh, you know, what you share. So give us those re reviews, subscribe so you get notifications uh, when we do drop new episodes. And until the next time, thank you, uh, you know, everybody for listening. Thank you, Mike, for, um, you know, being here with me. I look forward to uh, expanding our, our relationship. But thank you so much.